don't know what that was. Hey, I'm Grant Cohn. That's uh, the coach. This is the coach's meeting. Adam Schefter went on a big YouTube show yesterday, which I'm not going to say because I'm petty. And I like that guy. He went on that show. He said a bunch <laughs> of wild stuff about, about Trey Lance. I don't know if any of it was news, but the fact that it's Adam Schefter and he's the most connected person in the business and he literally worked with Brian Greasy at uh, ESPN makes you go, hmm, so we're just going to dive right in on All this mystery show. On this mystery YouTube show that I won't name, Adam Schefter went on yesterday and said there is absolutely no trade market for Trey Lance. Or if it does exist, it's so negligible that the Niners wouldn't consider it because of what they gave up for him. And that, I mean, made a lot of people's eyebrow ra- eyebrows raise. Right. What's your reaction? Um, I think it's par for the course for what you would say if you're in line with the organization who you're reporting for. Uh, it helps the Niners... Real quick, real quick. Adam Schefter wrote the biography on Mike Shanahan. Keep going. Yeah, so (laughs) it helps. It helps um, the Niners. It it does. It helps the Niners to put out there that there is no trade market for Trey because it quells the fact that their asking price is probably too high for Trey. And explains Um, why he's still on the team if they like Brock so much. Exactly. And also, um, the, the Vikings want Trey. Atlanta wants Trey. Tennessee could want Trey. I mean, I the, the what you would say, any team that wants Trey would have to be willing to tie their legacy to him, anybody that would want, want to ingest him. So I see a, a, a myriad of teams that would that would pull the trigger on Trey, but the thing about it is, is that it's the asking price, what you would have to pay Trey to pick because of where he got picked in the draft, his rookie, uh, his rookie contract. And I do believe that there is a trade market for a trade, but the Niners are just asking for too much and teams can't do it. I look at it a different way. I kind of believe Adam. I don't, okay. if I had to guess, I don't think there is much of a trade market for it. And I think the Niners killed it. I think you could, maybe I'm wrong here. We could disagree on this. Let me, let me talk through my perspective. Let me see what you think. When the Titans drafted Will Levis in round two, that was a bad, that was a bad sign because that's right. a Niner guy. And you yeah. think, if there was a segment of the organization that liked Trey, maybe he would go after him. But it seems to me what the Niners have done, and Adam Schefter said it, like the, the host of this show, whose name I forget, kept saying like, well, do, isn't the guy going to get a chance? Like, how do you give up all this capital for a guy and never with give him a chance? And that, with the investment right. involved. That's the question. And Schefter Please just gets say, real Please defensive. Say what Adam said, Grant. Please say what he you goes, said. He goes, well, they've seen him in practice. They've seen him in practice. They've seen they him. They have gotten so what, a good look at him. And so what the Niners have done is essentially tanked his trade value by saying he sucks in practice, implying it, whispering it, leaking it, whatever you want to call it, whatever the verb is, they have tanked his trade value off of practice. Not so a we're game. We're going to stay with that narrative. Yeah. We're going to stay yeah. with that narrative, right? Because yeah, right. they're smart enough to know what they have because of practice, right? So sure. that means that let's just, let's, let's, Let's take that a step further. Trey is not making the Trey's not going to be the starter for this team. It's it's not happening. And one of the reasons there's a couple of indicators that we're going to touch on throughout the show, but one of them is is simply preparation. It's what we talked about previously. Uh, the other teams that matter to us are not only the other 31 teams in the league, but the top teams that we're going to see later in the league, later in the year. And our biggest gripe with this faux quarterback competition that we've been told 
that we're having is that we're not really preparing. We're, we're having a quarterback competition. We're not getting the reps together with our number one guy. We're not trying to get anything together. And because of that, we're, we also looked at the multiple quarterbacks that are supposed to be adjusting this offense. Well, I don't think that Sam is going to be doing anything that Trey learned when he was supposed to be the starter last year. I think that there's different versions of this offense. And I think that what Sam is learning is basically what Brock gave us in the last eight games, that iteration of the offense. And I believe that whatever Trey was doing the, the season before when he was the starter is not what he's doing now. I believe that Trey is actually being given the full offense uh, and he's learning. Um, and to another point, as soon as Trey went down, um, what was the what was the quote that rang hollow through <laughs> back to Niners football? Uh, and let's take it a step further. Let's just say that that's all narrative, right? Coach and Grant, here they go again. Uh, you know, counting the tea leaves. But uh, let's let's do it this way. Last year, the backup quarterback for Trey Lance was Nate Sudfield. Nate Sudfield got paid three million dollars guaranteed to be here. Okay, that was a indictment on the fact that hey, we want you here. Nate Sudfield is not running no Q, no no quarterback zones. He's not running anything that Trey was. They could have had Tyrod Taylor. Could have had Tyrod, right? Who's the backup? Who's the backup in with 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 Philly right now? Marcus Mariota, right? Because of course he is. Because of, of course, course he is. He is. Yeah, Not, yeah. Nate Sudfeld and Trey Lance are nothing alike. And nope. that shows that Nate Sudfeld was a contingency plan for if if and when we do have to have somebody here, this is the type of offense that we're going to yeah. ingest. Let's go back to what works. We'll give yeah. it a shot. We'll dip our toe in. Ooh, yeah. it's cold. Oh, and to take ah. it a step further. To yeah. take it a step further. When we ultimately got rid of Nate, Right where he got paid three million dollars for uh for a cup of coffee and a sweet roll, who do we give him up for? Who do we give him up for? Purdy, Nate, Brock, Brock, Brock has nothing to do with what we did with even in the small two games that we saw Trey Lance play. Not even two games, four and a half quarters. Right, nothing of what Trey Lance was doing offensively resembles anything that Brock Purdy did when he got on the field. Right. Sam Darnold is athletically more talented than uh, Brock Purdy, and he's on par athletically with Trey Lance, I believe. Oh, yeah, slightly. But again, Sam Darnold is here because he's going to be the iteration of what they really want to run. And then they go a step further and then bring in Brandon Allen. Trey Lance is the only type of quarterback with his skill set in the building. We haven't even gotten a backup quarterback to show that that offense that we're even even the offense that we disagreed with that Kyle ran with Trey, they didn't even bring in a backup to make sure that the team could still keep running it. They weren't really married to it. Trey's not making the field, man. Okay, I'm with you on that. Uh, that was a great rant. Let me let me kick this back to where we were started though. Uh, the trade market. The Niners are just saying like, look, it's not our fault. There's no one wants them. I'm sorry about the banging upstairs. Can you hear it? All right. No, no, I can't I was, hear. You can't hear? Okay. So I was saying, um, they're saying, look, he sucks in practice. Without saying it, he sucks in practice. You guys need to know that so that you understand our thought process. If he does suck in practice, shut up about it. 
Why are you telling people? Why, why, why do you need people to know? For example, Jimmy Garoppolo on the Patriots, okay? He sat on the bench forever. And there was a report, uh, came out like year three um, from New England that said, you know, hey, Brady's been out because of this deflate gate thing and Jimmy's running the offense. And honestly, he's running it as well as Brady ever, as, ever has. Remember that report? Yep. It was baloney. But that's what they put out there. Because they knew they were going to have to trade him eventually. And they floated yeah. that thing. Oh, man, he runs this as well as... as uh, He's killing Brady. He's killing it, man. And then soon they trade him for a second-round pick, which is not what you would trade a guy. You would keep a guy if he was yeah. running it like Brady. Trade him for a second-round pick. The Niners get him when they realize, oh, my God, he sucks in practice. He's a gamer. He's a gamer, but he's not good in practice. And then a report comes out a couple years later from... Whoever does the play-by-play -play for the Patriots said, like, actually, their secret here for a long time is that Jimmy was the worst practice quarterback they've ever had. Yeah. But he's a gamer. So that's what you do. That's your secret. You don't tank your own quarterback's value. You lie. You freaking lie. Yeah. Man, he's tearing it up, dude. He is tearing it up. But that's what you guys did. But I don't think, I don't think that, I don't think that we had that problem. We don't, all right. The thing that's different from the Patriots situation from our situation is, is that the Patriots didn't spend three first round picks on Jimmy Garoppolo. And they had an excuse to sit him on the bench. They had Tom Brady. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so when Still. the Patriots are trying to offload Jimmy Garoppolo, they're not, they don't have their organization or their fan base looking at them for the investment to, to why Jimmy didn't even make the field. Why they didn't yeah, he was a late too. Chance. He was a late yeah. too when you had Brady. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so for me, I feel like, yes, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, uh, I agree with that. They should pump him up. They shouldn't be so transparent about about. It doesn't help them on. in any way. It doesn't yeah. help them in any way. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of masters that the Niners have to serve with this Trey Lance situation. But priority yeah. number one is making sure that the question isn't asked. What are you doing with this guy that you spent three first round picks on, and you're not? Why aren't you playing him? Like because Brock, because Brock is just so special. Let's, we're just gonna pretend we spent three first round picks on Brock because he's that good. Yeah, that's what I mean, that's what Adam Schefter kept saying. Like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird, but they found their guy in a roundabout way. So how could you blame him? Yeah, that's exactly what he said. I mean, and and they honestly, found their guy? the 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 real question is is that if Brock struggles, right? If Brock struggles. Then what do you, what do we say about the regime? Then are, are we are we because what we're really going to be doing is the patience and all of the nurturing that we're going to be giving Brock is going to be based off of a eight games yeah. that he gave us and it's going to draw out and it really should have been spent on the investment. But if you think it, about it, Brock just buys Kyle time. Like because right now Kyle, if it weren't for Brock, he'd have no quarterback and he would people would be really asking those questions about Trey but what he can say is no nah, we got Brock it's all good he's coming back no problem he, but that just buys him time cuz what if Brock comes back to earth isn't the same yada yada gets figured out then what does he do he's going to Darnold. pivot to Darnold now yeah. i got Darnold and it's going to buy me time and then in the next year i might get Kirk Cousins he's all, he's buying himself time that's all this he's filibustering he's hedging he's the dude giving a speech and he's like <clears throat> and in conclusion <clears throat> and I'm, I'm a little thirsty can i have a little water He's yo. What he's doing is, is what he's doing is he's hedging. Like he's the the last eight games that we've got. So Brock is viable. If Brock starts struggling with Brock's arm, there's really nobody out there that's gonna kill Brock. Honestly, I wouldn't. Right? Like we we what what they're telling us does not make sense. We all expect Brock to come out there and do the best he can. But if Brock starts struggling, I'm not gonna be surprised, and I'm not gonna kill Brock for it.
He just no. got off injury, right? How so, could Brock have gotten better this offseason? He didn't right. he hasn't been able to work on his game. None. How? None of this is on Brock. Yeah. None the of practice it. matters. It matters. It does. They're trying to act like it doesn't, but if he struggles, they're gonna be like, well, he didn't have an offseason. Dude, I'm not buying none of this. Oh, Brock should be ready by week one. I hope Brock is ready by week one. Here's how the Niners Brock are gonna play it, real quick. They're gonna act like, oh, it's no big deal, it's no big deal. He's gonna come back. Then He's, they're going to use it as an excuse the entire year, just like they did with Trey last year. When Trey yeah. came back, they're like, oh, his finger's good. It's no problem. He's 100% healthy. He's good to go. Then when things don't go well, they're like, well, actually, we didn't tell you, but his finger was messed up, messed up. and now it's good. It's like that's, they, they're going to do the same thing with Brock if things go sideways. Actually, yeah. his elbow was messed up, and we didn't say anything. Exactly. Okay. So, and, and, and as this plays out, I'm not believing they're like they're 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 giving us their best case scenario. But the realistic yeah. right, the realistic scenario is is that we're going on the road against a team that is ready for us. The Pittsburgh Steelers are not going to be an easy game, and I'm hoping that Brock comes out there and does a great job, and we keep him upright and healthy with our brand new right tackle and our interior guards that we're finally going to be playing full without switching them in and out so there's there's a lot of that's things gonna that be an ugly game especially offensively it's gonna be an ugly game offensively and from the Niners perspective you might not want to throw Brock Purdy out there for that because whichever quarterback plays that game the best case scenario for that quarterback might be surviving yeah getting through it with a win I don't know that they're gonna be putting up 300 yards three touchdowns and 110 quarterback rating week one in Pittsburgh I don't see it it could happen it could listen I I, I want us to do the best we can. I, I feel like we're going to start the season strong, right? Because mm -hmm. what I do know is that the thing, the one of the reasons why we can talk about all of the small things, but one of the reasons why we start slow is because it takes so hard to get our running game off the ground. And mm -hmm. when you're playing against a team early on in the season, a defense is, they don't really have to be good. They just have to get in the way, honestly. Mm -hmm. right? I mm -hmm. hate defenses don't like that. That offensive guys feel that way, but it's the truth. A lot yep. of times when the season gets going, offenses have to find their rhythm. Now, what I'm right. trusting is we didn't start the season with Christian in our backfield. Right. And that's I'm helpful. That's very helpful. And I'm trusting as long as he's healthy, I that mean, our run yeah. game carries us while we bring yeah. up the rear and get this passing game together. Because that's what they did in 2019, right? They were running the hell out of the ball while Jimmy was while Jimmy coming got back from an ACL surgery. Yep. And with a limited offseason. Yeah, yeah absolutely. that's what saved us. Our run game was unstoppable. Richard Clark says, truth is there is just no other news. No arrests, no major trades, no Brady. These talking heads just need clicks right now. Trade topic gets clicks. That's so true. 100%. Absolutely. Still, though, I feel like we learned a little bit because it's Schefter. Also, why is Adam Schefter going on that dude's YouTube channel and trying to get exposure? Dude, you don't need exposure. You're Adam Schefter, man. Why? Another, You know, another thing that's kind of crazy is that he said that Sam is leading is ahead of Trey. You haven't been there, Adam. Who are you talking to? Yeah. Quarterback on. coach that used to play, that used to work with? Right. And whoever you're talking to, Adam, I, last I checked, Kyle said the quarterback competition doesn't start until training camp. Thank so you. that, so. Also, I was there first. for all the days of minicamp. Yeah. And I, I didn't see Sam Darnold leading. I mean, everyone who was there said at, you know, it's kind of neck and neck, basically. Mm -hmm. Everyone who everyone said that Trey had some some good days, Sam had some good days. Ultimately, they're neck and neck, and it hasn't even started yet. That's what everyone said. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Except for yeah. the Brandon Allen love. Randy says, Kyle Jedi mind tricking fans. They drafted Lance, not him. He bears no response. They drafted Lance, not mm -hmm. him. He bears no responsibility to draft capital lost, but is a genius for discovering Purdy. That is some serious Jedi mind trick. I didn't draft. It really is. Lance, you guys told me to. You guys said it would be good. I was just making you happy. Mm, that's yeah. not what happened. Because his dad went to Lance's pro day. Rod Simmons says, Coach, so you're telling me that Brock's magical rookie season was so much better than Jimmy Garoppolo's 5-0 season that they're willing to renege on selling the house to draft Trey? A second guess what they thought was his ceiling. Second guess what they thought was his ceiling. I, I, I don't understand. I, so you're telling me that Brock's magical rookie season was so much better than Jimmy G's final? Yeah, season. it's like, haven't they done this before and felt this before? Yeah. Like, it's yeah, so exciting. They, I mean, no, they did this. they did this with Jimmy. They did this with Jimmy with his 5-0 start. They're mm -hmm. doing this with Brock with his 7-0 start, with his 7-0 start. They're just, yeah. this is, it's, it's, they're just trying to catch lightning in a bottle. And really, what's, none of this really matters until we pay Brock. When right. we pay Good Brock, point. yeah, it, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Good point. Strawberry React says it's actually false that Sam is more athletic. Brock has a faster 40, 10-yard split, 20-yard split, 20-yard shuttle, and vertical jump compare combine. Thank you, Brock, for watching the show and correcting us. Lobs all day. Says Mac Jones will have a Pro Bowl year. Purdy must be healthy because Kyle will be under a lot of pressure this year if he's not for picking Trey. Mac Jones will have a Pro Bowl year. I, doubt I don't it. know about that. Um, Why do people have faith in Mac Jones? He was awful last year. Because they got Bill O'Brien. I mean, Bill O'Brien isn't even good. Is yeah. he? Well, he was awful in, in uh, Houston. I don't know. Bill 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 O'Brien is all right, man. He's all right. He's all right. He's, he's yeah, a good he's college coach at yeah. Alabama. Yeah. So is Sarkeesian. I don't know. Um, but I, I I do agree with I do agree with Lob's point. Um, for, for all of the narratives that that are coming up where people may feel as though that we're being negative or subversive or critical all of this stuff comes raging back if if Brock Purdy isn't what we think he is like if, if Brock Purdy comes back to earth then you're going to have to approach this coaching staff with now what you know Can we talk about the Patriots for a second though like this this offense ranked 26th in yards last year and they added Juju Smith Schuster. What? This team yeah. sucks. Devontae Parker, Juju, and Kendrick Bourne. You just don't like Mac, man. You just, I'm you sorry. There's no, like there is Mac no Jones. explosive firepower in that freaking offense. It's not just his fault. Like, if you put him in Cincinnati, he might look better because you got all that firepower. Yeah. But, like, New England is, like, the most vanilla team in the league. I mean, you know, what's funny is that not, I mean, Mac Jones belongs here, honestly. Um, if, if he, yeah, he'd if look we way better here. He would look yeah. way better here. And I think it's rich that they they keep trying to push this whole we were we were trying to get Mac at three. No, we well, we're gonna talk weren't. about that right now. Niners QB situation, same crap, different season, seven years, says Kaliki Carroll. Yeah, thank you. Pretty much both Mac and Fields gonna have great years. Yeah, well, I don't know about Mac. We'll see. I don't feel like the Patriots Justin have actually Fields given got weapons. Fields has weapons. That's what I wanted to say. He's got a nice right tackle they took in round one. Uh, thank you, Lobs. Can we just rank Williams? Can we just tank for Williams or May? Um, you never know. Kyle I went 3-13 and 13 the year after uh, going to the playoffs with RG3, so it could happen. It can happen. Kyle either, he doesn't, it seems like when it goes bad, he just lets the wheels fall off. It, it, fall, it falls off quick. It does. We're top He's heavy. Like, I don't, people yep. don't recognize, man. Okay. <laughs> 
Last thing uh, from Schefter's interview. Adam Schefter said that the Niners was adamant that when they traded up to number three, they did so with the idea of drafting Mac Jones in mind. That was their initial plan. And then he said they got to know the players better. He didn't say anything about Mac Jones, but he said they did testing, personality testing, uh, you know, the retention testing. testing. Yeah. Cognitive testing and Trey Lance really grew on them, and that's why they took Trey Lance. What did you think of that piece of information? Nugget. I thought that was a complete lie. Um, I, <laughs> simply put, uh, yeah. Every it felt I like mean, half the story to me. If you we know were I mean. we were all there. I, I just like how they try to like who do they think is listening to this stuff? Like we don't know how to backtrack. Like I was there too. All yeah. of us were raging at the at the fact that we moved up to three and the number one thing that we could all agree on is that we were not going up to number three for mac jones either trey lance or justin fields pick one that's it that that's is it. it all right yep. so i don't know why he's trying to rewrite history and it's even funnier that he thinks we're gonna buy it but the fact of the matter is is that the niners don't want to admit that this is on the books they went up to three for the chance to draft one of these quarterbacks. That's why they went up to three, which makes picking Trey even worse. Okay. Because you spent all of the capital to get up there, which all of us thought was a bad idea. If we would have known that you were going up there just to play Russian roulette. And -hmm. then you went and picked your guy. And now you're trying to get off of him after three games. Like that's why this matters so much. It's not the fact that, we want Trey to get on the field because we're just so beholden with the actual person. Trey is a good person. He's a good guy. But for me, I think organizationally, this is a problem. Like this is, if you don't, if we can't really answer this question, how are we going to stop this from happening again? Right. And go ahead. Also, I just feel like Schefter isn't saying the whole story. So he's saying, look, when they watched the tape, they liked Mac better. But when they dug in more and did these tests, they like Trey better. Okay, because because we know Trey did well. On, we, know, we, we know Trey's personality. He's, yeah, he's mature. He did well in this S2 thing. Those things mm-hmm. matter to the Niners. But what about Mac? What does this say about Mac? It implies that Mac didn't do so well in these tests. Mm-hmm. That maybe he's not quite as mature as Trey Lance, which I think we can see. There's yeah. been reports that he can't take criticism and they won't actually criticize him at all. Yeah. I think it's fair to wonder if they met with Trey and gave him some type of face-to-face personality test mesh thing with Kyle, and he did well, and mm-hmm. they met face-to-face with Mac, and it didn't go well. They keep saying, like, the Niners chose Trey over Mac. Like, what well, if they had no dis- they had no choice? What if right. it just didn't go well? I don't know. It just seems I'll like they're not talking way. about I'll do it. That. I'll do it your way. I've been staying away from this, all right? And yeah. I, I, gave like, I gave a whole other point just to stay away from this, but I'll do it your way. <laughs> Yeah. The reason the reason why I don't want to address this is because to me, this means that we're not scouting the quarterback. We're basically trying to impress the head coach. That's what that means. So, like, whoever me, is nicest to the head coach in the meeting, whoever, yeah. So, yeah, for I can me, work with you, coach. Yeah, for me, that narrative says that narrative doesn't say. Who's the guy that we can nurture? Who's the guy that can grow? What are who's the guy I can work with? Yeah, the, who's the who guy can I can work run with? My scheme. Who's the guy that I can? And who work can with? take my personality? My yes. personality, because I'm not changing. 
God damn it, Grant. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I'm saying, like, exactly look, the guys the they've drafted high in the draft are all they're all very similar. Like Sam, Solomon Thomas, super nice guy. Yeah. Mike McGlinchey, super mature. Yeah. Um, and, and Nick Bosa really wanna, grew up around the want, NFL, just like Kyle. If you want to take it a step further, maybe I think the the culture shock with BA is that because he's quiet, maybe his demeanor yeah. got misplaced for yeah. being a docile he's kid, not your but, typical first round pick for this organization he's more like a second round pick in terms of yeah. you know he went and kyle even say it he'll be like well he went to community college as if yeah. like well you know he's he's not quite as mature as the rest he's, of us yeah though. he's not in the pipeline he, he's not pampered. he went to community college like yeah he, he's a he's a late he's a late bloomer all that kind i mean of stuff. What, what what that really means though for people who've who've who haven't come up in any organization or anything in life nobody does anything traditionally and what that means is that he's got texture He's a real kid, right? Yeah. He, yeah. he he's yeah. not spoiled. All right. Right. So right. If right. He went to, right. Like if he went, he hasn't he been say, like uh, singled out as a future millionaire pro athlete from the time he was fourteen. Like that didn't happen no, for Brandon. He Randy. hasn't had his ass. He had a bet on himself. He had yeah. he had a bet on himself. Yeah. Yeah, and also with kids that bet on themselves, um, you got to work to coach them. They just not gonna let you tell them anything they're not going to let you touch the product they're not going to let you because a lot of coaches have, have led them astray or not yeah. believed in them yep so and they know Already. what good coaching is so yep. um that's i mean yeah good call so i think people don't ever talk about that like the niners had their choice they could have mag they could have like i think kyle knows that he's a pretty abrasive personality and that only certain types of players like him and can uh Play for him. And if you look at the personalities in the Niners locker room, they're all very similar. Oh, they're yeah. nothing like the personalities on the Harbaugh team, man. They're mm. all guys who are pretty laid back and they seem like they will do what the coach says. Yeah, Same. yeah. I mean, yeah. if you I mean, just let's take it outside of uh the draft, right? Um uh, our quarterback woes are well documented, right? And and I feel like we always tell the quarterback situation from a uh from one side of the story of mm -hmm. kyle missed on this guy or this guy we missed on that guy um in free agency but free agency is recruitment i mean these guys are independent contractors so mm -hmm. it's they're they're it's like a job interview they're 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 looking at the organization as well they're looking to be you know convinced to come there as yeah. well so not every quarterback that's at large is asking Kyle to come to the 49ers. There are there, there could be a possibility where some of these quarterbacks chose not to come to the 49ers, but they were professional enough not to make it public. Some of them Absolutely. probably sat down and said, no, I don't right. want to be here. I don't want to run this right. offense. We don't right. call audibles here. I don't get this type of ownership over the offense. We This is all we do? No, I'm not. No, no I don't want to be here. And it would that. behoove a lot of players to be smart. Why would you put that out there? No, I yeah, I told Kyle Shanahan, no. Who wants that type of scrutiny? Nobody. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it always gets told that way that, oh, well, Kyle couldn't get this guy. This guy spurned that guy. It's like, they are not. These are grown men. Free agency is free agency. Right? So. Yep. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, no, Michael says, can we just rank for, uh, can we just take, no, got you. Lobs All Day says, why do you think Kyle didn't want Brady? Didn't want to give up control of offense, in my opinion, and couldn't coach him the same way because Brady can call you out on BS. Well, the thing about Brady when he was younger is he let he used to let Belichick coach him like he was just a scrub, 
and that was mm-hmm. part of their culture. I think it was kind of the culture that Brady created. I don't know that you can do that with Brady anymore. And also, you def- when Brady went to Tampa, he got all the control over the offense that Peyton Manning used to have. And that's yeah. what he wanted. So, And that's what Kyle won't give up. So I'm with you no, on that, Lobs. Yeah. Lobs, why do you think the Patriots are going to be good this year, man? I'm like, In that division, they got the weakest quarterback, the weakest weapons. I mean, yeah, they got a great coach, great defense. Bill O'Brien will help. Juju and they got to see Aaron like, Rodgers now. I don't know. Yeah, man. Like, why? I, no, I respect you, man. I'd love to know what you see because um, I don't see that at all. All right, let's talk. This is a comparison that i've been making on twitter recently i think it's kind of interesting okay Pete carroll versus kyle shanahan they're on like two different ends of the spectrum kyle shanahan is like the new age offensive minded uh person who's been sort of crowned a genius without winning anything yet but everyone pretty much assumes he will Pete carroll's like the oldest coach in the league defensive minded people kind of see him as stodgy but let me put it this way Pete carroll defensive coach his offense has better has been better than his defense for years He's had his starting quarterback in the Pro Bowl 10 of the last 11 years. He developed Russell Wilson in the sense that he drafted him, didn't miss him, knew that he was the right guy, knew that he was ready to start right away, and put, uh, in a, put him in position to maximize his strengths and minimize his weaknesses. Did that Agreed. for a long time. Got rid of him before the rest of the league knew he was washed, and then mm-hmm. brought in Geno and made him a Pro Bowl quarterback for the first time in his career. So this is a defensive coach who gets no credit but develops quarterbacks. And has a good offense. It's almost like he understands modern football. Then you got Kyle, who's considered an offensive genius, cutting edge on offense, but his defense is always better than his offense. He has never developed a Pro Bowl quarterback. He can't keep his quarterbacks healthy. Uh, I mean, Pete Carroll, his starting quarterbacks have missed three games in the last 11 years. Mm-hmm. Which I think it's kind of an interesting comparison. Well, what I see... Maybe Pete Carroll should be called an offensive coach and Kyle Shannon should be called a defensive coach. I guess that's where I was going. <laughs> You're a dick. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what, right. What... Uh, I, the, the distinguishing quality that I see between Kyle is obviously age between Kyle and Pete, but I feel like Pete has really settled into being just a head coach. He's, yep. it, and And I feel like if, if you look at his philosophy that you just laid out. It's just, it's the inverse of what Kyle does with the 49ers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kyle puts all of the assets in the capital into the defense and he leans on himself offensively as the SME, as the subject matter expert. Pete in turn puts a lot of his, yes, Pete puts a lot of draft into the offense and then he leans on himself and his expertise on defense. And because of that, I feel like if you're going to do that from a defensive coach, you also have to find a really good relationship between you and your offensive staff, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're going to need to have somebody who you trust intrinsically with that quarterback position. You're going to be able to have to make hard But they've gone through a bunch of offensive coordinators, and none of them have been exactly cutting edge. And yet, yet their quarterback stays healthy and goes to the Pro Bowl every year. Yeah, and I feel like another reason why their quarterbacks always stay healthy is because of how they use their run game in Seattle. Um, I don't think that they get really cute with the run nope. game. The, nope. as far as, as the Niners have the cutest offense in the league. The Seahawks offense is ugly. It yeah, is ugly. And if, you, and if you think about it's like it, a six. Also, the Seahawks, they make no bones about going out to go get linemen. They right. go get offensive linemen, man. Right. Yep. And they pour into their offensive line. And yep. ultimately, if you look at look at it this way, 
not the way we run the ball, but just the run period. The run period is something that is kind of fading in today's NFL, right? You don't get a lot of teams that are married to the run. So if you look at it, do we have to be as creative as we are with the run? Or do we just have to be physical and just and just go get downhill, right? Yeah. The Seattle Seahawks, they don't, they're not nearly as creative or as complicated or need as many moving parts as we do to run the ball and to get downhill. And because of it, I feel like they don't necessarily need that many curated players on their offense. They could just go out and get guys that can whip ass up front, right? They don't have to go get these undersized linemen that, that move really fast and all of these curated players for their offense because they're married to the run, but they're not just they're not spending a lot of bandwidth on it. They're just getting to it. And because of that, I feel like that in turn gives you a better transition into the pass game because you have linemen that can that can be there for the stand up for the drop back pass game. I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead. I just think it's I just think it's really interesting how Kyle gets credit for developing quarterbacks because he's an offensive coach, even though he hasn't developed a quarterback. And Pete Carroll gets no credit for developing quarterbacks because he's a defensive coach, even though he's developed multiple quarterbacks. Like, who makes life easier on a quarterback, Pete Carroll or Kyle Shanahan? I would say Pete. Pete. He made he made life easy for Carson Palmer in college, for Matt Leinart in college, for Matt Barkley. He made these guys look like like Heisman quarterback, like for, like number one picks. Yeah, first round. He made him look like that, and then he did the same thing for a decade for Russell Wilson. We'll see if Sean Payton can do that. We'll freaking see. And then he's doing it right now with Geno Smith, which no one else has been able to do since West Virginia. Mm -hmm. So, what I'm trying to say is, I don't think you need to be an offensive coach to get credit for developing a quarterback. It's not just about teaching him how to throw. There's a million things that go into developing a quarterback, and that's Mm -hmm. it. Comes down to the head coach. And clearly, Pete Carroll does a good job of it, even though he's a secondary expert. Like, that's where he cut his teeth. Kyle mm-hmm. could have all the offensive expertise and still not know what the hell he's doing at quarterback, which is what I seem to think. People say he makes life so easy on quarterbacks. Yeah, for like two months until they get hurt. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't I don't see just we this is year seven, right? This is year uh-huh. seven. Yep. Let's let's stop. We gotta get you think Pete Carroll will be search, still searching for a quarterback in year seven? If he, yeah, I mean, let, let's no. get rid of these narratives of this Kyle never would have drafted Russell Wilson. Never would have drafted Russell Wilson. Never would have signed Geno Smith. This is not the most quarterback friendly offense in the league. No. That is just a talking point on ESPN no. and the other little networks. Like yeah. this is not the first thing that players talk about when they get this offense is how complicated it is. Very complicated. How big it is. Hard to how, memorize. And how hard it is to memorize. Just wait like, till year two. Stop the cap. Okay. Yeah. This yeah. scheme is hard to learn. Okay. And not only is it hard to learn, imagine if we had audibles. I was just thinking about that. I'm like, what? imagine how much bigger this offense would be if if mm-hmm. we had to actually bake in real time content contemporaneous calls where we get to actually get out there and play real football and get to see our players, our offense do something outside of what they're told to do. So um, yeah, this is not a quarterback-friendly offense. If it was a quarterback-friendly offense, we would have found one guy and stuck with them, right? I mean, it's a quarterback-friendly offense in the sense that Chris McCaffrey's here. You know what I mean? Like, you got Debo, you got weapons, you got a left tackle, but, like, in terms of the scheme, in terms of the overall philosophy of the team, like, it's not... At first, there's a ton of pressure. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's going to micromanage you. He's not going to praise you. He's going to blame you for everything publicly. He's going to throw you under the bus. I mean, you're going to lose confidence. You're going to get hurt. They're not going to protect you. They're going to call these slow developing long play action passes. That's it's not easy. 
is a lot of pressure. You get no credit for the wins. You get all the blame for the losses. Ask Jimmy Garoppolo. Look at how much, look at how gray that man's hair is. He's younger. He's like 32. I I never thought that I would be able to. It, it's just, it's the truth, man. You never know how much you appreciate somebody until they're gone. Like, you sit here and you you look at the, the saga of what's happening with the quarterbacks, and you have to think, like, God, man, Jimmy, Jimmy made it look easy. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, Jimmy, bad games, gets, gets shitted on, comes out with a smile, doesn't have anything to say. The locker room loves him. He's okay with the locker room. He takes... He takes Kyle's. He takes Kyle's abuse. Still takes the fans' abuse. He's the scapegoat when we don't win. Then takes us to the Super Bowl and we bring in this replacement. You know, like Jimmy made it look easy. I just want to compare Kyle and Pete one more time, okay? So forget developing the quarterback. How about just scouting and identifying when they're ready to start? Pete drafted Russell Wilson in round three. Okay. Uh, started him right away. Saw him in practice said, oh my God, this guy's the best quarterback on my team. Screw you, Matt Flynn. We're going with Russell right now. And Matt Flynn was hot at the time. Okay. So so Kyle drafts Brock Purdy with the last pick in the draft. All credit to you for doing that, man. You drafted him. You saw him. Did he start him right away? No. He's the best quarterback on the team though, right? You, that's what you're telling us now. But you didn't see that. You didn't see it in training camp. You didn't see it in preseason. What did you do? You put him at third string. So Pete Carroll, the defensive coach, has a better eye for the quarterback position than Kyle Shanahan, the offensive genius. That's unarguable, undeniable, undeniable. Kyle Shanahan signed Nate Sudfeld. Pete Carroll signed Geno Smith. Now Kyle's trying to one-up him with this Sam Darnold thing. Let's see if it works, man. This is your attempt to sort of answer what Pete Carroll just did because I'm going to call Pete Carroll is the quarterback whisperer of the NFC West. Honestly, honestly, okay. he is. Okay, he is. so look, this has to track if Sam plays, though. Sam's hey, man, play. if Sam plays and plays well and stays healthy, Kyle Shanahan, all credit to you because right now you're not on Pete Carroll's level as an offensive coach. You're a better defensive coach than Pete Carroll right now. But as an offensive coach, I got to give it to Pete. Sorry. Grant, Sorry, man. Oh, oh, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Grant. <laughs> Sorry, I got ahead of myself a little bit right there. No. <laughs> Sorry, Carol, but you know what I meant. Better offensive coaching coach. I did not let you do that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I just tried to slide it in there. You're right. You're right. You're right. Pause. Too much. <laughs> Singular says, "What is it going to take for the media fans to hold Kyle to fire uh, feet to the fire this year if we don't win it all with one of the three quarterbacks?" I feel like you've been sort of answering, asking that question in a very respectful way in the in the super chats. Like, hey, to all the different hosts of my. Uh, channels like hey what's it gonna take for you to hold kyle shanahan yes. accountable i love that question i mean yeah. i feel like i've been there i feel like you're there i feel like we're yeah, trying I, right I now. am there and you know what the reason why i why i poignantly asked like why what what will you what will it take for you right yeah is because it's different for everyone yeah it's because that's true i want to get yeah. to the point that one it's different for everyone and two there has to be one threshold that does it Okay. Mm -hmm. And everybody, and when it happens, everybody's not going to be ready to do it. Right. right? So right. there really, there, so there really is no time when you're going to be ready, but you do have to understand that there's going to be a moment that you can't pass. And if you let it pass, then we're just, we're just going to keep losing. We're, we're and not if you think about it too, like it's seven years, Niner fans are married to Kyle Shanahan. So like oh. the idea that you got to get a divorce and leave, like that's hard. You don't just wake up one day and be like, well, 
seven years down the drain. See you later. It's been great. Like, oh, I nah. think it's going to be a very painful epiphany for a lot of Niner fans. Like, you know what? I've been it's lying to bad. myself. I've been lying to myself for eight. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. My needs are not being fulfilled by this coach. I swear to God. And really? And, 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 and honestly, if it, if it keeps coming into the quarterback situation and the guys get older, right? Uh-huh. Right. One of the things that we keep talking about is how are we going to pay for everybody? But the clock doesn't stop running. At some point, it's not going to be how do we pay for George? How do we pay for Debo? It's going to be they're not they're not worthy of the money that we're supposed to pay them anyway. And it's time to reload. And now it's now that window's gone. Yeah. And now it's time to do it again. And Kyle, you can do it again. Right. So you don't. So, guys, you, you don't. If you're getting to the point where we're giving these guys their second bag, you got to understand that they're not they're not going to be as good as what they were when we gave them their first bag and they're, we're going to have to offload them anyway. So that's the thing about windows. We talk about this window as if we can control it, but the window opens and closes on what the league says and what attrition says on what Mm -hmm. age says, not Mm -hmm. if we have the money to do it. All right. It doesn't work that way. Richard Clark says the Niners have been great with mediocre quarterbacks unless Trey is awful there really isn't much risk letting him play and hopefully reach his potential. Sure. I like that. I mean, that, you've already told the whole world that he sucks in practice. Like, you can't, right, you that, honestly can't take his value anymore. Let him play. That's the proverbial why the hell not? <laughs> like, why the hell not? Why you the told the whole not? world he sucks in practice. Hey, let's, run, let's see if he is a gamer. Let's see if he's a gamer. I mean, damn. Kaliki Carroll says when Kyle wins a Super Bowl and hires a quarterback coach to actually train his quarterbacks, and he'll be a top five coach. Until then, he's got that uh, monkey on his back. I mean, gorilla on his back. Thank you, Kaliki. Kaliki, holding him accountable. I feel it. SF Bay drummer says Pete Carroll is so going to get Trey Lance once the Niners let him go. Oh, mm. oh, I'm and gonna it, love it. If that happens, he'd be, he'd be the perfect coach for trade. Pull, pump him full of confidence. Take him slow. No, be patient. I, I you know what he is? This. Pete Carroll is patient. Go ahead. I gotta say this: like, I am more of a football fan than I am a 49ers fan. Okay. Mm. Like the 49ers do not hold the license on football in my life, right? I fell in love with football before I even started being on the Niners. So my thing is, is that I want to see the kid. My thing is, is that I just, nobody's bigger than the game. I want to see if the kid is good. And if he's not, he's not. Okay. But if he is and he plays somewhere else, that's going to be beautiful to see. Because that's the game, dog. Agreed. Can we? Here, I want to compare one more thing between Pete Carroll and, and uh, Kyle Shanahan. So again, Pete Carroll drafted Russell Wilson. That's significant. Kyle Shanahan never would have drafted Russell Wilson there. How do I know? Because he drafted Kirk Cousins instead. He had a chance to. He had a chance and wanted Kirk Cousins. So Pete Carroll saw it with Russell Wilson, made it work immediately. Kyle Shanahan wanted Kirk to and didn't make it work further, immediately. Can, can I? Can I help you out there? Kyle had a second round grade on Kirk. Uh-huh. So, so uh-huh. If, if he we, liked if, Kirk better. If Kyle would have gotten his chance if, without RG3, they would have drafted Kirk in the second round. Correct. That's, and that's let's, another, let's go further. If somehow Kyle Shanahan had lucked into getting Russell Wilson, who he didn't want, somehow he had just landed on his team, how would Kyle have? Would Kyle have started him? Probably freaking not. If he had to start him. How would he have used them? Probably like RG3. he used RG3. He RG3. probably would have got hurt. Never got hurt playing uh, for Pete Carroll until the very end, the last yeah. season when he missed three games. But for yeah. Kyle, dude, it would have been hurt yeah. immediately like Trey Lance. I'm telling you, man. I'm yeah, taking Pete Carroll. And, 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 and 
what it is, and what it is, is that, I mean, let's just challenge the, let's just challenge that the academic, the academic side of this debate, right? You need to open up this scheme, man. If, if, if you can only use athletic quarterbacks in a certain way, and we're looking at sample sets from 10 years apart, a mm -hmm. decade apart, and we're yeah. still seeing the same stuff, bro, from what you're doing with running quarterbacks, you got to be more creative. You're the genius. All right, you got to go back to school. You know, one of the things that, all right, you know, Bill Belichick, he gets a lot of flack, but one of the reasons why he gets the respect he does is not be not because of the Super Bowls, of course, because it's it's the it's the success, but it's the day to day. He really is who he says he is. When we were running zone, when when zone read was all over the NFL and it was whooping everybody's ass, Bill Belichick was at the height of his career. He was the mm -hmm. preeminent subject matter expert on defense. Mm -hmm. Bill Belichick humbled himself went out to Oregon and mm -hmm. sat down for three months and learned that scheme. Mm -hmm. He understood. I do not know this. This is mm -hmm. something that's beyond me. And I am. I'll either learn it or I'll be, uh, I'll be out out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and my thing is, is that I just can't believe that we heard stories of Kyle drawing up plays on the plane for Trey and, Quarterback this draw. Is the, this is the quarterback power. Yeah. yeah, it's like nah, bro. Like this ain't it. And nah. you're. It's almost kind of like we're teachers that know our student is is like you're performing under you're performing under who you are under your true talent under your potential. This is not good. No, this is not good. Go back. Your, to your job as a coach is, is to keep the guy healthy, play to his strengths, minimize his weaknesses. Kyle is playing to the strengths of his scheme. And yeah. if you either can execute it or not, if you get hurt uh, in the line of duty, so sorry, I'll send your family and kids a letter saying my condolences, but next man up because it's my scheme, dude. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'm done uh, criticizing Cobb, but I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting com uh, comparison. Like right. he's this offensive genius, man. He's not even off. <laughs> this defensive coach in Seattle is better at certain things on offense that are very important. Than Kyle because because those things fall at the feet of a head coach, not an offensive coordinator. Well, Doesn't you know, matter what your background is. Hey Grant, but that's the that's the overarching issue where I feel like that's the next step, right? If 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 I don't care if, if we get the Super Bowl in Kyle's tenth year, right? It'll be worth it because I know that if we win a Super Bowl, it'll be because we got a quarterback and right. that we got better. And really what we need to be worried about is finding a way to get some checks and balances between the offense and the head coach. Mm -hmm. I feel like we need another voice inside of our Anthony Lynn. Staff. Speak up, dude. You got it. Yeah. You could be one. It could be you. Yeah. It could be yeah. you. But I don't uh, think that. Uh, but who's another guy? The new guy? Uh, Kubiak. Kubiak. Yeah. Clint Kubiak. It could be you. Yeah. Say something. Say something. Mm -hmm. Mike drops with Monza says, Coach, you have to trade Brock or trade to Seattle. Who you trading? Brock. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trading trade to, I'm not trading trade to a I'm coach who would know what to Seattle. do. I'm, I'm sorry. not giving Pete Trey. No. I, I, if Pete had Brock and Gino, Pete would start Gino. I would yeah. start Gino. Yeah. Mike drops with I, I mean, he would still trade. start Gino over Trey, but Trey would be the future of that team. I don't know that Brock ever would be.
Yeah, like, all right, the, the fan in me right now, I don't really want to see Trey anywhere because I know that whatever Trey is, he's going to, it's just going to be a shame that somebody's going to say, well, the so-and-sos are giving him a sh more a shot than the Niners ever did in like his 10th yep. game. You know what I'm yep. saying? Or it's, you know, it's, it, I don't want that to be the narrative. Also, right? I, I just don't think like the way Pete Carroll has, he doesn't coach offense, but the offense he has wanted has been an offense that is uh, aggressively attacking down the field from Russell to Gino. Gino throws a lot of deep passes and he's good at them. Like that's just not Brock's game. And I don't think and then they Seattle is. Some of our run fits. They run some yeah. of our stuff. Yeah. Which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Mike drops with Monza says the reality of the quarterback situation is if Trey gets a little better at the zero to 15 yards, he's a better quarterback than Brock uh, P or true or false. True. Um, I mean, the, the I problem with Trey is that he doesn't do the easy, easy, right? Trey right. has a, a bit problem of with all of the layups and all of the yeah, layered feather passes. Yeah. And if, if he got that stuff down, like that, that ticky tech match bar, matchbox car stuff that Kyle wants, then Trey, will find he's a little bit like Clay Thompson. He's a little bit like Clay Thompson in that. Like he can, hit the long stuff but when he gets close in it's like can you just draw a foul exactly can you just draw a foul please yeah all right so what's interesting about last year was the season essentially came down to josh johnson at the mm -hmm. end the niners were down seven late in the half they could have won mm -hmm. but kyle you know really didn't change up his game plan at all for mm -hmm. josh johnson called a very aggressive game and mm -hmm. josh johnson got hurt in a seven step drop um right interesting though there's a connection because he was developed, developed in college. First, he went to Oakland Tech with Marshawn Lynch. His he cousin. was great at Oakland Tech. But he, he was like 170 pounds. Like, he was skinny, skinny. He was a little fella. Didn't, little fella. Didn't fill out, didn't get recruited, went down to USD where Ross Dwelly went. And at the time, the coach was Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. who had never really been a coach before. He'd been a position coach with the Raiders, but he was on the fast track. He went to college. They won a lot of games together. Josh Johnson put up huge numbers, and he was a fourth-round pick from John Gruden, if I remember correctly. Never went on to become a starting quarterback, but for a minute, people thought he could. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Well, what I did was I went back to just figure out, uh, you know, the, the coaches that develop quarterbacks. I kind of feel like that's all we've been doing all summer, right? And I went through Jim's – I was going through Coach Harbaugh's – sorry, not Jim. Coach Harbaugh's uh, track record. You could call Kyle Kyle, but for Jim, you got to have a little respect. I, so, um, Coach Harbaugh, uh, I um, looked at his uh, maturation process through coaching, and Josh Johnson was his first pupil. Uh Correct. And uh, he recruited him to USD, and they broke all tons, all kinds of records. He had Josh Johnson as a sophomore, as a you gotta give You got to give Harbaugh credit for even knowing who Josh Johnson was. Again, remember, Come this on, dude was man. like 170 pounds at Oakland Tech, handed it off to Marshawn Lynch. It was the, all, Everyone in Oakland knew about Marshawn Lynch. No one was talking about the quarterback handing off to him. I'm saying Harbaugh's a legend for this. Legend. Not only that, not only that, though, but like if you just look at Josh Johnson's track, like when they were there, they broke the career record in total offense, season records in total <laughs> offense, passing yards gains, 470 in a game, uh -huh. seven TDs a game. He still holds the NCAA, NCAA record for efficiency at 70%. Like, they 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 broke all-time records there. Yeah. And uh, one of the things uh, about Jim is that when – when he drafted Colin, I never, I couldn't understand why he went after Colin out of Nevada mm -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. But 
when you go back and you look at his belief in what they he did with Josh is that Jim's if you look at coach coach Harbaugh's track record his first success was with a mobile quarterback who could run around and throw the ball downfield and that's what I I kind of found that was just odd I mean not odd but funny that he did it with Colin Kaepernick and coach Harbaugh hey, Andrew Luck was kind of mobile too Alex yet, Smith was kind of mobile too yes and yeah it just, it just goes to show that he never would have coached Jimmy man I'm sorry it, he never would have no, coached I don't think he would have if you no. look at if you look at what I feel like we've all kind of gotten a crash boot camp course in quarterbacking over the past couple of months. And mm -hmm. if you look at what we need at quarterback, you need all encompassing athletes who can pretty much touch all the boxes. Right. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, one of the things that is the same about Josh, Colin uh, and Andrew that came all from coach Harbaugh is that they all have that element to be able to take over the offense when they need to. When they were when they when they can take ownership over the offense, and I do feel like that's kind of like the last step for us offensively. I love what we do, and you know, we I've been doing a lot of complaining over the past couple of months, but I would love to see Kyle step back and give the offense to the fellas. They pros, man. Let like let them let them do what they let let them actually get out there and play yeah. around with their skill set. Yep. All of what they have to bring isn't at the service of this scheme, you know, right. and I understand yeah. that a lot of the times where we scheme guys open, we get them open in these wide open spaces. Where they can get yak and they can do all of these beautiful things within the scheme. But at the end of the day, there is flow. There are human beings playing on the field and guys mm -hmm. pick up tendencies and know how to play against people. And after 70 reps, if you're going to play me 70 reps in a game by rep mm -hmm. 30 or 40, you pretty much show me everything you're going to do that game. So you're going to have mm -hmm. to give me something real time. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to give me something that's pertinent to the discussion that we have now, not what you prepare mm -hmm. and not what's coming mm -hmm. off the sideline. Um, and I believe that's the next step for us. I agree. Um, what, what I want, what I like about this topic too, is let's bring it back to the Pete Carroll, Kyle Shanahan thing with Kyle. It's like, he makes his job. So he makes life so easy on the quarterbacks. Well, uh, he didn't make life easy on Josh Johnson in the NFC Championship game, right? The guy who made life easy on Josh Johnson was Jim Harbaugh. So yeah. Jim Harbaugh is a lot like Pete Carroll in that he can get the best out of his... Quarterbacks play their best under Jim Harbaugh. They stay healthy under Jim Harbaugh for the most part. For the most part. And, and that's kind of like Pete Carroll, too. He pumps him full of confidence. He says, you're my guy. I, I don't hedge. I'm not having a quarterback competition. He's yeah. very clear. And... So people like he is a quarterback whisperer. Pete Carroll's a quarterback whisperer, and I mean, Kyle's and, not. And if you look at it, you know, we can look at Josh Johnson, and people are going to say, "Oh, he's a career backup." What are you talking about? Josh Johnson played for fourteen different teams. He played for fourteen <laughs> years, okay, mm -hmm. and including the XFL. Josh Johnson played for over twenty-two professional teams. Okay, right. that's so he's a legit somebody. professional athlete. Yeah, this is a this is a guy that every coach athlete. that's ever coached him has been like, I love this guy. I freaking Come love this on. guy. Every like, single one. Yes. Every like, single one. Yes. Yeah. And that's the way pro pro sports works. Like this guy, mm -hmm. if you go back and you look at the at, at the game, I know that Vish Vish killed Josh for dropping that for dropping that fumble for fumbling the snap. But okay, Josh was actually giving us competent quarterback play when he first came into the game against the Eagles. Dude, dude, really Jim no, no, no. Jimmy Garoppolo stepped out of the back of the end zone in Denver. Yeah. But, but while throwing a pick six. Yeah. And Josh Johnson can't 
fumble a snap in the NFC Championship game coming off the bench? Like, come on. It's, it's easy, to listen, kick, easy to kick a guy when he's down in retrospect, but quarterbacks make those mistakes all the time. I'm going to put it like this, man. We, we, there's a lot of victim blaming that goes around yeah. in, these post, in these press conferences. Yeah. Right? All, all I'm saying is Kyle turns his quarterbacks into scapegoats. Jim Harbaugh doesn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the difference. When Jim Harbaugh coached Josh Johnson, he was a freaking star. When Kyle Shanahan coached Josh Johnson, he was a scapegoat. When yeah. Andy Reid coached Donovan McNabb, he was a freaking star. When Kyle Shanahan coached Donovan McNabb, he was a freaking scapegoat. He was benched. How many times? Five. Yeah. How many yeah. times is that going to keep happening? So, um, but 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 again, you know, I I feel like we put a lot of personal stuff on like how Kyle does this, but really, I don't think we can put a human element on it because it really is the scheme. He's married to this scheme, man. And if you can't run this scheme to the way he wants, think think about this way. Think about it this way, right? If he's got a family business, this scheme is basically Shanahan intellectual property, right? Yep. So yep, yep, yep. So LLC. This, exactly. Yep. So this scheme yep. has paid for homes, everything. mortgages, everything. General everything. You can't you can't abandon it now. You can't. This, yeah, so and then on top it's of their this, brand. It's their it's brand. Their brand. It's their brand. Not, so right now, all we can do is hope that something happens from the inside out because ain't nothing going to change coming from the outside in. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen that way. No, what they're doing is they're on a 25, 30 year quest to prove that their exact formula works. Yeah. They're not willing to change a damn thing about it. And that's my problem with the Shanahan's right there. Yeah. And, and I think their formula is flawed, and I could point out five different ways, and they'll all be like, no, 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 bad luck, bad luck, bad luck, we're good. Okay, yes, prove it. This yeah, is the, and, so and everyone says you got the best roster, you got the best coach, win the damn Super Bowl right now. Go ahead, coach. The construction of it. Nah, you hot. I ain't mad at you, bro. Like, but, and the construction of it, right? What are we talking about? What, what have we always said? We may have built this team backwards. We also, may have been- let's talk about the right side of the offensive line. You and I have talked about this a lot. What is what is the purpose of the right side of the offensive line? What is it there for? The purpose of the right the right side of the offensive let me, line. Let me ask this better. Let me ask this better. The players on the right side of the offensive line, what do they do best? Run block. Yes. The Niners are more committed to their outside zone than to protecting, protecting the quarterback. It's backwards. But but backwards. hold on, but but again, right? Let, let's let's play with that a little bit, Grant. That's how you see it. But really the scheme dictates that they have run blockers on the right side of the offensive line, right? And they try to counteract so, that with, okay, so we'll run right and then we'll boot left and, and we'll be we'll, so far we'll freaking away from there. Mike McGlinchey that we won't even matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what about when you finally have to drop back and play football though? What about then? You yeah. can't skip that the whole year and win a Super Bowl. I know you think you can, but you can't. You freak, that's, when, what happens, that's when real ball is played. Dude, me and Salah used to talk about this on defense. And okay. Salah's so smart and he's so much more flexible then Kyle, he'd be like, look, I what, what, what me and Pete and all the Pete Carroll, because he's from the Pete Carroll tree, what we okay. all realize is that you can play, you can rush for, play zone, keep everything in front of you, and win a lot of games that way. You can, you can go to the NFC Championship game that way. You can have the number one defense in the league that way, but eventually you're going to go against an offense with a quarterback who will shred you. You got to go, man. Way. You have to be able to do more than that. You can go very yeah. far doing just that, but we all realize now it's not enough. Yeah, Kyle doesn't get that. He hasn't had that epiphany yet. I can go very far with this outside zone offensive line that's kind of rinky-dink, but eventually I'm going to have to drop back and play real football, and I'm not really built to do it the way that 
Cincinnati is. Yeah, Excuse me. I mean, we're, yeah, we're, and Kansas City and jam. Philly. Yeah, it's a traffic jam, and we're driving and we're riding up the emergency lane the whole way. It's like, dude, somebody got to let us over. You yeah. think they're passing yeah. all of us? Somebody got to let you over, man. Like, and, and the the way the way that we're going about this with how how because the rest the teams the, the league is transient, man. There are teams that aren't good enough to just we're better than teams, right? We're just gonna beat them, uh, but the best teams are going to take the coaches out of it, right? Coaches are there to manage. I bet I kind of feel like in those games where you're playing the best teams in the league, the coaches are there to kind of manage the game so the players can do the best that they need to do. But ultimately the scheme and, and how nifty plays look in pre and pre-snap motion, 70% of the game, where we slowing the ball down, we ain't even changing tempo, trying to get them off guard, like none of that shit. Like that stuff matters when you playing against savvy play playmakers. That stuff comes thing. into play. One Go more ahead. thing with Kyle and these quarterbacks and like his <sighs> Sala and D'Amico. Let's just compare. So Kyle's messing around, won't tie himself down. Year seven, won't tie himself down to a quarterback. And meanwhile, you got Robert Sala went out and got Bit the Aaron Rodgers. You think Kyle couldn't figure that out? He wouldn't have been able to work it out. Rod, uh, Sala did. Meanwhile, D'Amico, first year as a head coach, doesn't want to build guy. the team around first. He just gets C.J. Stroud. Kyle wouldn't have drafted C.J. Stroud. It goes against Will Anderson. Yeah, yeah, no. Kyle wouldn't have got C.J. Stroud. And Kyle passed on Justin Fields because they went to Ohio State and they were in the spread. And you, D'Amico was in the same organization. He's like, you know what? When I get my shot... I'm going to do a lot of the things the way Kyle did, but I'm going to be way different at the quarterback position. Same with Robert Sala. Those are very smart guys who work with Kyle, saw Kyle, and you're like, you know what? Love you, dude, but I'm going to do something a little different at the most important position. Yeah. yeah. Sala, I mean, D'Amico. What was, what, was what was even more damning about not going with Justin Fields is that he was in the QB collective. Mm -hmm. So it's like Kyle. You knew this, him. You knew him. You had Since a chance high school. to actually put hands on him. So the fact that you didn't want him. As you don't even know Trey. You didn't know Trey. You got to all. know Trey for a month. Yeah. So I. I so you know what I, it sounds like? It sounds like the honeymoon phase with Trey was great. And then once the reality of who they were and the fact that they were like, okay, now we're, now you guys are together. You're like, actually, 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 I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. You know what, Grant? I, I hear that, but I feel like there was no honeymoon with Trey. I feel like Ooh. Trey came into the I came onto the team and the locker room let Kyle know that nah. Nah. he ain't the guy. I think it happened yeah. that way. You know, it's kind of like it's like Kyle was trying to get divorced from Jimmy. He had a bunch of kids with Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. And he brought in the new girlfriend. And the kids were like, no, we no. hate her. Who we is hate this her. bitch? Like, no, absolutely not. not. You want me to call her mom? Not happening. Isn't that what happened? He's like, all right, man. Sorry, I tried. Hey, my kids yeah. don't like you. I tried. I don't know what to tell you. Like Gotta be there no. for my kids. No, she smells weird. No. She smells weird. And we're not gonna like the next one or the next one or the next one. No. That's what happened. Oh. And Kyle folded. He's like, all right, man. Well, I gotta, well yeah. you know, it's if you look at it this way, um, what it is is that yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy was the guy that they all ingested because they went to a Super Bowl with him. So mm -hmm. that, that's they went very from rags awesome. to riches with Jimmy. Yeah. They actually went from rags to riches with him. They, I don't uh -huh. think they ever really had the stomach for Trey, um, especially with what Kyle rolled out for Trey as an offense. I don't think they, because because 
that offense with Trey was a bastardization of his skill set. It's we're just going to run you. We're going to. It was a bastardization of their scheme too. It really of of 49ers football because it had to be back. Where did it go if it had to come back? Chris Telerico says I'm there with Kyle. I think he means he's ready to. uh, He was killing yesterday on the show. Chris, you're still the MVP in my mind. Timothy Glander says, can you explain why the cognitive test matters on this team when our quarterbacks don't get to dissect opposing defenses and call audibles? Am I mistaken? Because I feel like the cognitive test is how much information can you retain in your head at once? I'll tell you why it matters. I'll tell you why it matters. Because they don't know what the hell to look for at the quarterback position. They're, They're a bunch of blind mice searching in the dark. They found Brock Purdy by mistake. And now they're trying to re-engineer the process from uh, be like, okay, okay, okay. Oh, he was great at this one test. So, 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 so now we're just, that that the test is what matters. Yeah. It's like, no, it's just part of it, and you guys still have no idea what to look it's for. It's an element of it, yeah. And and you it's know an what? And even with developing quarterbacks, I I, I feel like we always put in this window first. They they just want to win. They because you know you got to lose games with a quarterback. You, nobody ever develops a quarterback and has winning seasons throughout. It doesn't work that way. Um, so that's that's just what it is. We we don't want to lose with them, right? Kaliki Carroll says we really Ka- don't want to develop them. It's just the truth. right, and that's the thing. Again, Pete, Jim Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll, those guys have developed quarterbacks, and to develop any player, you really need patience. They're young; it's not yeah. going to all happen right away. But with Kyle, he has no patience. So Guts. if a guy's first three starts aren't what he wants, it's over. If a guy's first five starts exceed expectations, you're the guy. And that is not the way to build a team or develop players, young ones. You know what, Grant? I've been humbled a lot by what this coaching staff and regime has taught me about player development. They taught me so much about um, culture building, how to move forward offensively and defensively, the way Kyle moves the coaching staff in and out and and just reloads. Um, But they also have taught me a lot of things of, things that I wouldn't do. And one of them is how they've gone about this quarterback situation. Like you play a guy for eight games and you're calling him your starter. Like that's nuts. Like and what do you let's stay there because it's a great point. It's not just what you wouldn't do. It's like what his own former assistant coaches wouldn't do. And that's the point I was right. trying to make. It's like yeah. Robert Sala left and and he he brought a lot of your scheme. He brought a lot of your coaches. He brought a lot of your principles and philosophies. Not that though. Yeah. Not, nothing to do with what he learned about the quarterback position from you. And same yeah. with D'Amico. Like they, they have different ideas and they probably personally think that you're spinning your wheels at that spot, man. And, and they're probably and happy to be done with that. I feel like as a fan base, that's, that's healthy though, right? I've said yeah. that a couple of times in chats. Like, guys, you, you're, you're, you don't have to be so defensive just because you're being critical, right? Like yep. we're trying to get better. And it's okay to talk about if you can sit here and talk about all of the great things that you admire about what this regime has brought back or taught us as a fan base and the organization, then you have to also look at certain things and be like, man, this is a problem. And like, if we don't fix this, the market says that we got to let you go eventually or we're going to tank with you. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just, it is what it is. You know, tight ends don't carry franchises. Wide receivers don't carry franchises. No. No. Quarterbacks do. Yeah, the Chiefs weren't doing anything with Travis Kelsey and Alex Smith. They needed Patrick Mahomes. Kaliki Carroll says, Kyle liked that Seagate sub. Good till under pressure. That's too soon. Man, that thing has been giving me so much anxiety. I know 
people try to like be like, well, they're billionaires and it's what they asked for. But it's like, yeah, uh, but just picture yourself in there. What a way to go. Got to be the worst way you could possibly imagine. I can't think of damn. That's I feel like the whole good. world has anxiety about this right now. I don't know. I feel like people I'm are acting good. erratic. I, I read like half the story and was like, I'm good. Good. No, thanks. I'm good. Not yeah. ever doing that. Rob Schneider says my theory is Trey dated Colin's daughter. He broke up with her. Colin started trashing Lance publicly. Therefore, Ian is friends with Colin and joined in. If Rob Schneider says it. Yeah. I'm okay. Sorry. Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. Thank you for your theory. Smack Jones says, slow day at the job. Glad y'all Hellraisers are on. Ooh, appreciate you. Thanks, man. Mike Drops with Monsa says, Chiefs won a Super Bowl. Their offensive core group was with Mahomes while he worked mechanics. Backup quarterbacks. We have tight end you and a bunch of weapons. Too good for OTAs. Our offense starts slow because of their offseason BS. That's true. Yeah, kind of, man. You know, let's, let's touch on that for like, I don't know how much longer we got, but if we're spending our offseason trying to figure out who our quarterback is, man, like that's wasted time, man. Yeah. That is wasted time. And quarterbacks, teams who have their quarterback situation together, they're ahead of us. They are. That's, that's, partially why i believe that trey is learning either a new offense or he's learning an iteration of what he did last year just without all of that running shit because they there's no way that they can teach different offenses to all of these guys they can't because we we we, we would be woefully behind because we're hoping that brock is ready but if, if and if and when brock isn't ready then they have to start the best viable quarterback at what they believe their offense can do. That's why I believe it's going to be Sam. I really do. They, they mm. won't because they've already built the right. narrative with right. what we see behind closed doors is what matters, not preseason, not games. What we what yeah. we in what we do internally. So they've already got Trey in a position where nobody can really have a say on what we see because it's about right. what happens behind cloaking that behind closed doors. Right. I think so Sam is they, going to be the guy. I, I, yeah. I think you're probably right. Strider, the stride abides. Dennis says, working theory. Grant is the Kyle Shanahan of sports journalism. Who am I describing? An intelligent curmudgeon who's, I'm a curmudgeon? I may be a curmudgeon. Whose father is revered. Curmudgeon? His father is, refi- whose father is revered in his field. True. Both are successful, but have never won a Super Bowl Pulitzer. All of. A Pulitzer? Wait a minute. Pulitzer. A I'm never going to win a Pulitzer either. Yeah. Is not on the same level as a stupid ass super bowl let me hold on let, let's get one thing straight i know we love talking about sports yeah but none of this shit matters true okay let's keep that and that's why i'm a sports journalist and not like a political journalist because i don't yes. want to have to b- bear the responsibility of being wrong a if i'm wrong about sports i just say sorry i was wrong yeah I'm sorry. A Super Bowl championship is not on the same level as a Pulitzer Prize. I'm sorry. Can I say some differences between me and Kyle Shanahan? Let's go. I'm better looking. Subjective. Yeah. Um, I have better taste in music. I dress better than him. Oh, okay. You do have better taste in music than him. He's he's <laughs> like top 40 um, radio yeah. hits. Yeah. Dude still wears Yeezys in 2023. I don't think so, man. You showed your Crocs the other day during you doing pull-ups. There are people That's right. who are, I don't know. Maybe they don't like the Crocs, but I thought that was pretty raw. The Kyle light blue, the baby blue. And a flat brim. That's unforgivable. He dresses like the coolest kid at his uh, prep school in Denver. <laughs> yes. Kyle dresses like he vapes. 
Talk TV says the problem is the fans in office are content with wins, and the thing to get us over the hump is missing wins protect jobs, not uh, Super Bowls. It's true. That is one hundred percent the truth. And if you think about it, like the Niners have a real cushy situation. I most assistant coaches uh, have a new job every two three years. Head coach gets fired, and then the offensive line coach goes from Jacksonville to Cleveland, and you take your wife. And you take your kids. And it yeah, sucks because then they have to say, hey, say goodbye to all your friends, your school, your teacher. Goodbye. Now we're going to Cleveland. And you'll make new friends. And eventually what happens is, you know, your, uh, your children get older. Your wife says, we've done this seven times. We're not doing this Enough. anymore. Good luck. Like Steve Wilkes, his, his family isn't going out with them. So what's nice about the Niners is there's ultimate job security. Everyone believes Kyle's going to be here forever. So you want to work with Kyle. You can... You can set roots in the Bay. You can send yeah. your kids to school and never move them. You can tell your wife, We're, I'm going to have a nine to five in, the, in Silicon Valley and we'll be here for a long time. Like, there's so many assistant coaches that wish they could be in a situation like that. And I don't have a problem with that. Like, nah. you know what I'm saying? God love them. I hope, yeah. I hope that they're here 15 years. Yeah. But just get your shit together while you're here, though. <laughs> Thank you. Know you. What I'm saying? Like, handle the quarterback situation. Please. It's not that I, I, don't, I don't want him to not be comfortable. Like, you right. deserve the money. You got Yeah, money. I don't want Kyle Shanahan's kid to have to, like, pick up and move across country and leave all his yeah. friends. Like, I'm not trying to break, a, ruin his family. We want but, him to stay. But yeah. it's like, you ain't gonna lie yeah. to us, though, actually, and try to act and shit on me and tell me it's, and piss on me right. and tell me it's raining. Right. You don't know yeah. how to handle the quarterback situation. And eventually, and you're telling you us you do. Why you can't. Right. right. Hey, we found our guy. Mm, don't say that. Mike drops with Monsa says, I think Andy Reid is the dark hand behind the tray and Christensen. Don't be surprised if a tray and be enemy marriage happens if Kyle keeps his head in his you know what. Hey, look, Andy I'm going to tell you this right now. Right. Trey with the commanders. The commanders are a quarterback. Let me tell you, like, quarterback is one of those positions where, like, the outlier is the standard, right? Like, the people, there's not that many guys that are good. Right. But the guys that are good is the standard of what is good. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of teams that, to be honest, they've already done what we've done. That's why a lot of times when we talk about the roster that we put together. Yeah, we've got a lot of name recognition, but there's a lot of good teams out here who have a good defense. They got a solid run game. They just got no quarterback. They need a quarterback. So what we've done yeah, we were the bullies in the yard for a nice little window of three to four years. But if if you're if you're an honest broker, you've got to realize that there are there are teams just as physical as, as us now. There are teams that are just as big and strong as us. We're not the only team that likes to run the ball and play hard defense. And now we should have been using that time to get a quarterback together. And there are other teams who are essentially where we are. They just need a quarterback. The commanders need a quarterback, right? They're a tough team. They just need a quarterback, right? Yep. So we need to stop faking like our roster is so unique. Like it's not that unique. It's we have not. a good roster, but yeah. it's the NFL. A lot of teams are building their roster in the Niners image, just like Washington is. Come on. Moody says Denver. Look at Denver. You don't think Denver could use a good quarterback? Look at that defense they have. Look at what they got going yeah. on over there. They just need yep. a good quarterback. That's yep. it. So yeah. is it Russell? Oh, I don't know. Is it Trey? Yeah. So Moody says Lance is learning like our roster is so it's like yeah there are other rosters like this it's true uh and it's all fluid in the nfl it happens quick Mui says lance is learning the standard offense no doubt nah coach lance will start over darnold for politics and trade value players will canvas dude mm -hmm. the niner yeah, maybe but the niners are so committed to tanking his trade value 
after practice. I don't know if they'll be like, okay, well, we'll just play him to, re to increase his trade value. If that was the attitude, then they would actually like say nice things to increase his trade value. They won't even do that. Yeah. They won't even do that. So I don't know, Mui. I'm kind of with the coach on this one. Um, Ryan Hensley, Ryan G. Hensley. G My stands God. for, you already know what it stands for. Grant, can you do more pull-ups than Kyle Shanahan? Yeah, I can do more pull-ups. <laughs> That's another one. More pull-ups. In your face, Kyle. Thank you, Ryan. I was looking Yo, for something else that I was better at. You got to do a fresh set, a fresh set of the pull-ups. Let everybody know that was your second set. I did a fresh set, but I, I, I posted one on Saturday. I got 18. You didn't see it? I, put, I got 18. I didn't see it. Blood, bruh. 18, and then in two days, I'm going to see if I can get 20. See what I can do. Let's go. <laughs> but I fell doing um, squats about a week ago. What happened was I've, I've, been, I've been trying to go lower in the squats because my legs are so skinny. Hold, and hold, I put, hold. What's low? I've been trying to put like a a bench on the like down so that you actually have to hit, oh, touch the bench and get back squat. up. Yeah. So I got a bench that was a little bit lower than the one I've been using for the last few weeks and I couldn't get up. Dude, and I was rock. like stuck on it. You so I just rock. like went down to a knee that. and then you I like put it up. But yeah, uh-huh. And so I like it was really embarrassing. I went down to a knee. I got it. And like people were looking at me and shit. I'm like, man, man. You ain't had no squatter? Huh? You ain't had no squatter for a box squat? Nah, I I just I just no, nah, it was really embarrassing, man. So I did that. And I haven't done a squat since. I've just been doing like split squats and lunges and stuff. But I'm gonna eventually have to get back on that horse. Get on there, man. You know that you I can bench more than I can squat. I I can bench more than I can squat. Half squat. Start doing hack squat. What's a half squat? Hack squat. What's a hack squat? Hack squat is a machine where it basically locks you in in the reverse. So yeah. it you have to go in oh. uh, head first. Yeah. I've seen that. And hack squat gets like under your hamstring. So that lower, oh. when you drop below a lateral zero, so it's going to get you nice. Start doing hack squat because that'll okay. isolate where you're failing at on your squat. Thank you. Because my legs are disgusting. Well, it was funny. I was so eager to put the pull-ups on because I'm so proud. But I know when, when, you, when you let the pride take over and you post something uh -huh. on like, what you really open yourself up to is a ton of ridicule, which I deserved. And right. it was all about my legs. People were like, damn, dude. Holy shit. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. true. <laughs> I, got some, I got some Darren McFadden legs. I got some bird legs. <laughs> Yo, Darren McFadden was a dog. He did have some chicken legs, though. He did have chicken legs. Remember when I told that to uh, Yo, Bobby? Bobby, he was like, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Sorry, Darren. Anyway, that's the show. Wait, no. Uh, Stank, Stank the Tank says, I think the Yorks really don't care what the coaching staff does. Winning lots of games and making millions keeps them quiet. No Super Bowl. Oh, well, still making millions. I think it's about that simple. One, two, three. Cabo! 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 Love it. All right. <laughs> that's the show. Do you have anything else going on this week? Or are you going to keep people on their toes? This weekend... On Saturday at 12 o'clock Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific time, I'll be on with Larry Kruger. All right. All right. All right. All right. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Make sure you watch that. It's going to be I'll dope. be back. What's tomorrow? Friday? Oh, I'm going to do a show Friday. with Jose Sanchez tomorrow. And then on Saturday, uh, I won't conflict with Larry because I, you know, I don't want to. Hey, you know I, what? I can't. But I'll do a cone phone. Our next week's show is going to be dope. Why? Because I said so. I love it. All right. I love it. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everyone. Irfan says, really random, but Jordan Poole just got traded for CP3. What? 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 Hold on, 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 hold on.
Let me see that. That's not true. Is that true? Hold on. I'm looking on picture <laughs> report. Eight minutes. Okay. Um. Damn. It's it reaction? is true. Wow. What do you think? He's just going to get hurt getting off the plane. CP3 can't stay healthy. So this means he's finally going to be a six man? Like he'll he'll come off the bench? He has to be. He's not going to start. He can't start. Um, But it seems like he'll be playing in crunch time alongside Steph and Clay. This is interesting. Yeah, but but if you think about it, what 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 that would do is that would take a lot of responsibilities off off uh Steph, right? So Steph doesn't have to do a lot of off screens. He'd be doing a lot of posting, sitting, spotting, spotting up. What it what it does is it takes the ball out of Draymond's hands. It does take the ball. Well, is so Draymond what's gonna, gonna be and, there? Well, he opted out, so that's that. That's what I'm wondering. Is Draymond gonna be there? Because that was the essential maybe, point. He maybe, was maybe CP three. Yeah. Is the Draymond contingency? Maybe. Even though you lose all defense with Draymond, but still, right, right. I mean, Draymond did punch Jordan Poole in the face, but now the pool's gone. Maybe it's like, hey, Draymond, you're good. He's gone. Jordan, I jammy pool, man. Gave my eye jammy. You know what's an eye jammy? Oh, you ain't never had an eye jammy? Nah. <laughs> a fish jammed in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> Do I look like I've had an eye jammy? Look at his nose. Look at his nose. Never touched. Talk my way out of every scrap I ever needed to talk my Great, way out that's of. That's your problem. When people be hearing you talk, they be like, he ain't never been in no fight. Hell no, I haven't been in a fight <laughs> because at Montero Middle School, everyone liked me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what I had to do. The assignment was clear. Get on the bus, get to school, and get home without Grant getting like, killed. Let's talk about this. Let's talk <laughs> about this. Let's talk it out. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Anyway, thank you, Irfan. Uh, very interesting. Matthew Sanders, all five confirmed dead. Oh, man. Oh, no. Nah. It is what it is, man. Like, that's rough. That's so rough. Because on one hand, the practical side is like, what are you doing down there? Right? But then you have to look at just the way it played out. And it's just like, that's got to be agony. Right? Like, to go that way? That's got to be crazy, Grant. Damn. Wow. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. That's awful. It, it is. It is. It's hard, man. Mike drops with Monsa. Uh, Zaminga is winner in that trade. What? Oh, Kuminga. Kuminga. Let's see if he's on the team next week. I don't think Nine? they're going to keep Kuminga. I don't think so either. I feel like Poole was the first. I feel like what they're doing is getting rid of okay. the kids. They're getting rid of them. Like Jordan Poole, you want to be a star? Okay. Go. We're, go to watch so the Washington? GM, the GM that they just let that they just lost. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's the GM's name? Bob. Bob. Uh, Bob Myers. Bob, Bob Myers. Myers. I was about to call him Bob yep. the painter. Um, <laughs> Bob Myers. Would that? Would that? Would, do you think that that's almost kind of emblematic of those being Bob Myers people that guys that he was protecting while he was there? Maybe, maybe, maybe the, the offseason, hey, like, hey, we're going to get rid of Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga, and maybe Bob Myers says, I don't feel comfortable with that. Yeah. And they say, well, goodbye. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Possible. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's the show. Thanks for watching. Um, I'll be back tomorrow with Jose. Watch Larry and the coach on Saturday. And if you want to call in, I'll have a call-in show either Saturday or Sunday. Bear with me. I'll let you know. See you guys. Definitely.